Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bali Effect. This is Preeti Tana. This is Dee Dee Perry. Hi, Preeti. Hey, Dee. How's it going? Our second podcast <laughs> in the studio. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. I, I can't know. believe this is more than just us shooting the breeze. I know. Well, <laughs> it's becoming official, <laughs> which is always fun. And who knows when this will get published, but it's actually the week before Thanksgiving. I know. I can't believe it. I feel like 2019 just started maybe two months ago. I know. I just got in the groove of 2019. I'm still looking for it, <laughs> in all honesty. <laughs> but now I have to land the plane, so I'm trying to make some some goals. I actually I start my kind of resolution-y mind frame mm-hmm. shift, Bali moment-ish, yeah. <laughs> around September for whatever reason, like back to school Back time to school. Mm-hmm. feels like more of a natural time for me to make changes or start to think about making changes. So you know I'm all I, on my way. You know what I, what I hope? I hope that one day it's not even a time frame. I hope that, huh. that I can get to a point where I'm constantly saying, you know, today I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and not wait for that back to school thing. Absolutely. It's a lot of pressure, actually. I know. Because if it just is a way of life, then you are habitually evolving, right? Right. But then if I hold off all of my progress until September, I I barely feel equipped. It's almost overwhelming. So it's like, now I have to fix everything that I did not get right for all these other months in the year and try to get them, you know, somewhere in a decent place by the end of the year. And uh. You know, it's so interesting, though. It, It isn't even about getting it right. You know, it's kind of about Really? I don't think so. I I feel like I'm trying to get it together. (laughs) Well, I think that definition's different, right? Get it Mm. together. Um, You know, for all of our subscribers, Didi and I have a little bit of a age gap. Very minor. Very minor. But I always feel like I say to you. want to share with the people? No, I do not want to share with anyone that I'm 29 years old. (laughs) Look, you have the voice of a 28-year-old. That's the best thing, that aging your voice never changes. Right? Amazing. You got any big uh, Thanksgiving plans coming up? Well, so You know what? I have a better question. Oh. Give me a Thanksgiving moment. A Thanksgiving moment? Yeah. Did you have a Bali moment related to Thanksgiving ever? You know, it's funny that you asked that question because I recently have witnessed my brother has experienced a moment and he just hit me with this. Oh, am I going to put his business out? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, I don't this even is know that. So I'm excited. declaration and I respect it. And it also has large implications for our experience of this holiday. So I was speaking with him a few days ago and, you know, oh, Thanksgiving, blah, 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 looking forward to it. And he said, I no longer want to celebrate this holiday. I don't even want to acknowledge it. And I was like, full stop, disclaimer, Thanksgiving's over. Thanksgiving for him, he no longer wants to celebrate it because he says it really is not anything that I want to promote. This was a genocide in the works and it is very, you know, I think it's, it's antithetical to my belief spiritually to be sitting down and like having a party over the fact that millions of people got slaughtered. So I don't want to be associated with it in any way, which I think is extremely valid. And I'm like, but when we do it, that's not what we're celebrating. We are thinking about gratitude for our lives and for our family. And it's just an opportunity to come together and have wonderful food and see people that we really don't get to see all year long. And why can't the focus just be on that? But he said, no, I don't want any affiliation with it. So I'm like, wait, so you're, you're not going to eat the food? He said, I, I, I won't be there. Well, what I was just going to say, is he not going to show up? He's, he's not going to be there. He's not coming. He, and he, well, we'll get into Christmas later, <laughs> but it was, it's a thing. And I'm a little, that's his moment. He has had a major pivot because he has killed all the turkey <laughs> in years past right. and all the food. And it's, it's so much fun. And as so many of our relatives are aging and starting to pass on, it's like, we don't know how many opportunities we have to just get everybody around the table and just enjoy life and love on each other. And I really am feeling conflicted because I want to respect his belief, truly. And at the same time, it's like, but you're going to miss out on the experience. So, you know, yeah. You're struggling And with the this. duality of that I find super interesting. Look, I got to give it to him. There is something to be said about reflecting upon what that specific holiday meant at a 
certain period of time. Yes. And to have a moment where you say, I don't believe in that and I don't want to contribute to that sort of thinking, I think is amazing. It's empowering. The other, the other part of it, to your point, though, is – you know, we, we never, you know, Thanksgiving for us was complete, you know, we didn't associate it necessarily with uh, that period of time or what it stood for in terms of historical perspective. It was, um, you know, to Indian parents who didn't grow up in America and the kids had off from school and it's like, oh, Thanksgiving, right? Right. It's a time to get together. So my... And I do want to qualify for those who can't see you. When you make reference to Indian... You were referring to India and not to the misnomer of the indigenous people of America. Yes, India. Okay. I'm just being clear. Yeah. No, totally agree. I forget no, that people can't people see us. No, because people could be confused. You know, as we're talking about Thanksgiving. People can't see us. So, yeah. uh, you know, I hope I hope your brother makes it because it was always something for us that uh, was about family and time exactly. together. Exactly. It's always been that for us. Yeah. We don't even talk about the pilgrims. We don't the have I'm just kidding. Exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> oh my gosh, Auntie So and so haven't seen you in forever. Did you make your red velvet cake? Right. That's where it stops. It's about family and love. But you know, and we, we didn't actually grow up with much family uh in Turk because my parents again came from India and cousins and relatives. So Thanksgivings for us, if it weren't with family friends when we were younger, was really just the five of us. Wow. Um but you know, in particular I remember my favorite Thanksgiving. My favorite Thanksgiving. Tell me about it. Was um, my my father and mother had, uh, where I guess my mom through grocery shopping at Shoprite uh, had acquired enough. Go back to Shoprite. Shoprite. Yes, <laughs> I brought back memories. <laughs> had acquired, you know, whatever the point system was or mm-hmm. the benefit system, had acquired enough to get a free family size Stouffer's lasagna. Nice. Do you remember those Stouffer's lasagna? Stouffer's pizza? I grew up on Stouffer's, the French bread pizza. The French bread pizza. (laughs) Yeah, that stuff was good. Terribly, terribly bad for you. Full of salt. Yeah. Um, But he was, my dad was so excited about this lasagna (laughs) that we decided to save it for Thanksgiving. That's you know, and awesome. I remember going to the supermarket with him and just the look on his face because it was a free lasagna. Hey, and get it while you can. I know. And that was that was actually one of my favorite Thanksgivings ever. So how did the lasagna turn out? Oh, great. Was it in lieu of all the traditional? Well, actually, and I, I asked this sincerely, what sort of food do you have traditionally at Thanksgiving? So we grew up in a vegetarian household. Mm-hmm. And so no turkey. Um, but probably would be either, you know, varied from the full on gamut of my mother's amazing cooking, like a full Indian meal awesome. to Stouffer's lasagna. Um, nice. or maybe she used to make this amazing homemade pizza that was really wonderful. So it could have been that. So it was our favorite. Does she still make it? Should we find out? Is this something that I can request <laughs> this pizza because i love pizza especially when it's homemade but i, I don't want to impose we'll I'll see what we can do but uh i i'm so delighted to say that we have your beautiful mom in studio with us as our second guest the honorary matriarch of the bali effect and I think you Thank would you. be the appropriate person to do the, the full intro. Okay. Um, now, mind you, we only have about 40 minutes, so. <laughs> I got it. I got it. tell her whole I could, story. We could be seven podcasts in to tell you how wonderful she is and amazing. But yeah, welcome to the studio, Kailastana. Thank you um, very much, my beautiful girls. <laughs> she's, she's, she's excited. Um, so yeah, we have my mom on today uh, to talk about a few of her moments. And I actually don't want to say too much because I think a lot of the delicious story will come out in our conversation. But um, I will say that she is an inspiration to me and others. And I if if I end up living my life, you know, half as beautifully and with half as strength, I think that's going to be a major accomplishment for me. But I've I've never quite (laughs) seen anyone do what she has done, um, you know, in, in the time that she's been in America. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. You can, oh, she's crying. We need tissue. <laughs> Where's the tissue? Oh, my goodness. Well, can I ask the first kickoff question? Yeah. When did you come to this country and why did you come to this country? Okay. I came to this country in June, August 1968. Wow. Uh, because 
I got married in June 1968 to my husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came in this country for his master's degree. Then he came to India in 1968 to get married. Within a five days, we got married. Within a one month, he left for America. And next month, August, I came to this country, 1968. <laughs> That's a lot of change. Yes. In a very short period of yes. time. Now, when you say within five days, did you know him prior to those five days? Oh uh, yes, I did know. I did know know him because uh, his sister was married to far away my cousin brother. Oh, uh, and then uh, he used to bring his sister to our house so my cousin can come to our house and they can go out and whatever. Then, so that's why at least I knew him since uh, I saw him since nineteen sixty five. Oh, can I tell you? Can we pause and and say I did not know that. Wow. I did not know that you kind of saw him a few few times, like a few years yeah. before you married him. Yeah. So oh. he had his eye on her. He wasn't <laughs> he trying to bring his cousin. He was trying to get a look yeah. at her. That's what yeah. we call modern days. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I did not realize that was going on at that point. Ooh, she's then, like, she's playing hard to get. She won't even smile at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then 68, he came back to this uh, India to get married. And there we just started talking. And what? And what, did he just come over and say, hey, do you want to get married? No. As soon as he came down from the plane, his friend called me and we, I met him on a railway station. Bombay Central Railway Station because he's going to go to his town. Right. Same day. And that's it. And one of the, what a luck. One of the lady from his town, she was there too. So before he reached his town, she told his mother that uh, Virendra was with one girl Okay, mm. so mom, you, this is like, uh, I, I'm trying to equate it to a modern day dating story. So basically, everyone said, oh, he's going to be at the railway station for 10 minutes. So do you want to pop by and see if you guys want to get married? I was, uh, no, no. Then then he came home and, but a little bit was going on before that. What was he, going on? He, he sent his friend to me, to my parents that he's interested in me and he wants to get married to me. And he told his friend. That Kailas has an older sister, so as soon as she gets married, to notify him because in India those day, if older sister doesn't get married, I cannot get married. Ooh, I would have been my other older sister. Hurry up, <laughs> hurry up. So as soon as uh, my sister got married, his friend notified him, and then he target. <laughs> wow! Take note, I'm gentlemen. The plan. That's right. Direct. No wow. Instagram BS. It was direct. So, yeah, so was there any sort of dating or courtship prior to these? In five days, no, because I had to get get uh, get ready for the wedding and everything. His his uncle and his uh, father, and they came to my uncle, aunt, and father, and him. They came to my house and they told my mom. In between, we were already that this is coming up. Oh my and my mother, first I was excited, then I got nervous that no, in foreign country something goes wrong. I don't want to go there. Then my mom perceived me and my grandmother, they don't worry about it. He doesn't look like a bad guy. He's very nice looking. He's a, he wears glasses. That was my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> He's safe. Safe. Safe right. with the glasses. He can read. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got married that way. And the first day when they came to look at me, his uncle, and it was not just like that. They just came to decide. And then he took me out that day. And my Where mother did he take you. My mother says, "No, no, no. Kailas cannot go out with him. They are not married. They are not engaged." So his uncle says, "Please, please let her go with him because he's he's here only for a short time. If they don't don't see each other, what is going to happen?" And then we went out. Where? Where did you go? We went to Chopati and I had a sari on, nice sari, and he took me there. I sat down, sat down in a. Sandy took a couple of pictures of me, Ooh. and it was a, a what do you call in a New York where the horse ride buggy. Mm-hmm. We went there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so you went to Chopati Beach, just to the beach, and sat there. Yeah. At this yeah. point, did you know that you were going to be marrying him? Yes, I realized it was going to happen now because when my mother said you have to go out with him, that was an order. Wow. And how did you? feel once you had this private time alone with him. That's that's okay, because in India, that time, there was no dating system, nothing. You don't look at each other. They come and look. You just go and serve them tea, coffee, whatever, and just 
take a glance. But in my case, I saw him before because three wow. years ago. So that would happen. And then we went our own way. He went to his town. I'm here. We started to prepare everything and um, look for the place where to get married and look for the place where to have reception and everything worked out. One, two, three. We couldn't get it on a weekend because of solo of a sudden all weekends were books. So we had to choose Tuesday. Do you and remember we, what you talked about on the beach? No, I don't. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we'll leave that private moment between them. Yes. Um, Beautiful. Were you, you know, did, did you really understand what was happening that you were going to be coming to America? I mean, did you know anyone at that time of your friends that had yes, left? Yes, one of my friends came to America in 1963 to Michigan. Mm -hmm. And other friend came year before. Uh, she was in New York that time. So I knew they were there, but I, being in India, never out of that place. I did not know from my house to how far is Michigan and from my house, how far is New York. I thought we are going to see each other quickly. Wow. Where were you going? You were going to New Jersey. I was, I was going to go, go to New Jersey. So I was very excited, like pick up this, pick up that, this, this, this. And every couple of minutes I will break down that, but I have to leave my mom around here. Mm. And my mom was very much dependent on me. Because out of four brother and sister, I am the only one who's college graduate. I take care of my mom's accounting, everything. Wow. So I had to put all this thing away and I followed it. I came here with those days were very, very hectic. So I thought, oh my goodness, when I go to America, I'm going to lie down for a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take so, a little nap. Right? Yeah. And then I came here. First 15 days were very euphoric. Hey, I'm in America, blah, blah, this, this, but, this. What was your, like, really, when you got here, what was, do you remember the first thing you thought of? For instance, you know, when I go back to Bombay, there's very, uh, there's specificity around what I feel and what I, what I think. Do you remember that first time you, you kind of came out into the New York air or New Jersey and what was going through your mind? What was going through my mind? Everything was like, I like a little child in a, Toy store. I keep looking all over. Mm. Tall building, lighting going on all over. There he is. Um, people, I found that the people were very nice because I had a backpack and all my jewelry in that one. And we sat down in the car and backpack stayed outside. And guy came in and said, you didn't take your backpack. Oh. And I said, oh my goodness, thank God I'm in America. In India, it was going to be gone. <laughs> it was gone. And then we came home. And he showed me the apartment and everything. And very nice, big apartment, all this thing. And we were invited to his friend's house for dinner that night. Sure. So we went there. I was over, over exhausted. But I keep coming and looking in the car all over. Because in India, there was not that many light that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the stores are closed, but all the lights are on. This is a building that tall. This is nice. Look at the car looks like. There's the opposite direction. Car coming out looks like a, a garland of a pearl. All the line keeps moving and everything. And that is next day morning when I woke up. I am a tea lover. So I wanted to make a cup of tea. So I opened the refrigerator. I don't find anything. I say I want a cup of milk. Mm -hmm. Honest to God, that time I did not realize milk is the carbon, that gallon. Gallon milk is there right in a paper. Right. So then he woke up and he says, I, I, I was just want to make a cup of tea. Why? He said, why didn't you? I said, I didn't find the milk. He said, that is the milk. <laughs> it was, and there I feel so like, hey, I'm a college graduate. I learn all these things. Right. That's the way the life started. That is the way life started. Wow. So may I ask how, and you don't have to disclose if you don't want to, but how old were you when you came, got Young. married and came to America? Young. There, okay, I got you. All right. I mean, you're only 39 now. So <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, figuring. Yeah. You're like five mm -hmm. years old. <laughs> yeah. But that's... So you had a college degree. What was your degree and what did you study? My degree was in a bachelor's degree, degree of uh, arts and philosophy. Ooh. And uh, minors of uh, uh, psychology. I wanted to become an expert in hypnosis. Ooh. But in the classroom, when I joined the classroom, there were... There was not so many girls, only two girls and all the boys. Mm. But that time we were, we have to be, we were very honest with her, my mom. Mom says, how many girls are in a classroom? I say, mom, there are two girls. 
So I said, what do you do in hypnosis? So I explained to her and she said, answer is no. Wow. I don't want that many boys in the class and two girls and they hypnotize you. No way. <laughs> and I thought they were strict. I got to, I got to, th- this was in Bombay. This yeah, in Bombay, Jaihin College. Jaihin College had a hip. Yep. Wow. I'm, it seems odd. You're learning many things. I am. This is fascinating. I thought I'd be doing most of the talking. Okay. So she said no. She says, no, that's okay, mom. And that's it. I finished my study and everything. Mm -hmm. But I was all excited to go to work and mom says, answer is no. I said, mom, you spend that much money for my degree. How come I cannot work? She says, I've let you go out to work. No Lohana caste boy will marry you because you are working outside of the house. Wow. Wow. But uh, I took over all the accounting, anything needed to be go outside, talk to the lawyer, talk to this, this, because I was the only one college graduate. My sister was not that comfortable. My two brothers are younger than I am. So there were, I was a household that way. So, anything, yes. So let's jump back to the first couple of weeks in America. Yes. First 15 well, days, I was euphoric. I said, oh, very quiet, my own this, my own this, my leather. And then it started to sink. I was very, very lonely. Because town where we were living in Parlin, there was no any other Indian family. So I was going to ask you what was, you know, what was difficult to adjust to? The difficult to adjust because I came to this country because in, according to Indian custom, I, I had all my beautiful saris with me. No American clothes. So when I go down and take a walk, I heard one time people screaming, hey, gypsy. Oh. And, oh, my gosh. And I, I was standing back and I, same moment I began to cry that I'm not a gypsy. I'm just taking walk back and forth, back and forth because there's nothing to do. My husband leaves at 7.30 in the morning. He will not be home by 5.36. Only cooking for two people. There was not that many Indian grocery available. I do not have that many pots and pan in the house. So it's like, what to do? Then sit down and my husband say, switch on the TV and watch TV, Kailas. I say, you never told me how to switch on the TV. <laughs> because in India, there was no TV at that point. Wow. So it's okay, I switch on the TV and everything. And only game I found or understand was dating game. Like a three com- uh, three uh, guy sits on the table and girls ask a question from behind. Oh, oh what the, was the, the love connection. The love connection. That was a dating game. And yes. then she pick up guide number, okay, then I'll go with the right. guide number two. I remember. And I said, keep looking that way. Mm-hmm. And then, then st- next uh, my apartment, next apartment, very old couple, Charlie and Rose. Mm-hmm. They were very old and they were sitting and say, hey, little girl, I know you are lonely. I know your husband. Why don't you come and sit with us? Aww. I was, they were as old as my grandparents. Wow. But I go and sit with them and talk to them because that's the only person I can talk or because that's the only person I knew. Wow. Was there anything that you found easy like excited to adjust to or anything that you said wow i'm so glad in america because i can do xyz i can sleep anywhere i want to i can get up i don't <laughs> have to take anybody's order i don't have to work that hard that mm. was a 15 days euphoric right. and then i said no i think i like i like my bombay life hustle and bustle and keep doing i like it. bombay life too <laughs> Yes, yes. Sure. And then I started to miss my family very, very much. I used to, any TV show I watch, I find something similar to, oh, he looks like my brother. Oh, she talks like my mom. Oh, this one is like that. And tears kept rolling out from my eyes all the time. Wow. Then in month of November, I started to go to, took a bus and went to Newark. And I had joined the classes to do learn how to. I knew typing from India, but it was manual typewriter. Mm-hmm. So I learned in uh, America uh, electric typewriter typing and filing. Why? And I said, Why did you decide to go take? Well, classes? I want to, because I'm in this America. I'm college graduate person. I don't know to sit home. I have no children, nothing. I don't know what to do. Why don't I learn something and go out and work myself so I can expose myself more? I can understand the custom and culture and everything. So I did, yes, I joined six weeks at classes. I learned, I got my typing speed bag again and everything. And the agency sent out me for the interview in the same area. So you wanted to go get a job. I wanted to learn something, get a job, learn do something. something. Yes, yeah, okay. something. And I found a job. 
I see where you get your drive and your ambition, <laughs> Preeti, because your mom, she's got all this brilliance and energy, and yeah. it seems like you and wanted so to I, the, be productive. Job, my first job was the Aetna Insurance Company in a new work in the Raymond Building, wow. right across. And then I take a bus. I did not have any American cloth. Uh, so when I went for interview, the guy named well, my boss, uh, the guy name was Mr. Pogash. He says, "Hi, Miss Indira Gandhi." I said, "Oh my goodness, he knows Indian people. Wow. He knows Indian people." Yes. And yes. he says, "I'm from London. Hi, Indira Gandhi." So I was so happy to shake his hand and everything. And he said, "Indira Gandhi, let me tell you one thing: you cannot work this cloth at work." Oh, wow. I say you are right. I want to buy American cloth. Mm-hmm. He says, but I cannot buy it right now. He says, why? I say I I have to earn money to buy the cloth. So if, as soon as I start to make my money, I promise you I'll going to buy my American cloth. Wow. So where do you going to buy it? That time I knew only one store, J C Penny. Yes. I say I'm going to buy from J C Penny. He says, okay, you promise. I say, promise. Can After I, did you do, I did a. What did dad say? Dad was said Dad was very happy. Dad was yeah. very happy that I found a job. He will give me every single day $5 so I can go bus, come back by bus and believe me not in $1 my lunch was complete because I did not eat any, any non-veg food. So one slice of pizza uh, <laughs> and coke and that's it. I sit on the table. That's so American. <laughs> yeah, I sit on the table and then I thought one slice he will put onions and this. He said, "No, no, one slice you have to." Okay, and I will in my sari in little handbag with a thermos of the tea, one apple, one sandwich. Walk down to the bus stop and. I think I think she just described my next screenplay. Go girl, yeah, and go girl. Look, and I bus. Love it. I will stand on the bus stop, and I was the only Indian lady in a bus stop, and I will sit. Then came winter. So one guy says, "Hey, Indian lady, you look very nice and everything, but you have to buy new shoes." Wow! I said, "No, my shoes are fine." He said, "No, honey, winter is coming. You will get pneumonia." Wow! And then I learned there was a store next to the building. Two guys. Mm-hmm. Two guys was the name of the store. Yeah, two guys was oh, the name of. The... I thought it was like two people. No, <laughs> no, two guys was the name of the store, and I went there and said, "This lady said, what do you want?" I said, "I want to buy winter shoes." But I want to wear winter shoes underneath my sari, so I want to wear not too long or something. Mm-hmm. I found my shoes and everything, and again, walk quickly. <laughs> All right. Yes. And did you make friends at the job? Did you find that it? Yes, I made. With, I made a know, friend. Yeah, getting over I made, the isolation. Yeah, I have found a job. It was a long. My, my immediate boss, who used to sit with us in the room, was Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm. and he found a job, and I started on working. But my accent were more. British than English. Oh. So the one day the guy says, "Z." We don't say "Z." We say "Z." Huh? Z in zebra. Oh. So "Z." So I'm looking his card. I don't find it. So girls are very good. So I say, "Okay, why you don't find this card?" I say, "He said Z." He said, "Okay, let's talk your alphabet. I'll find out which word he was looking." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Z for zebra." They said, "That's it." <laughs> You look in them under Z and Z and we said Z and Z, but it it worked out. Excellent. How long were you there? I worked then more than very close to two year in between. Then time came and I told my boss, "I'm going this week to the Jesse Penny." He says, "Indira, I don't want you to go to Jesse Penny." <laughs> I said, "Why? Why I'm going to?" So I like the way you come in your sari every day. Wow! So I worked two years in a winter with my sari. Wow, that's see. You can change the atmosphere. You Sometimes can. you know you yeah. think that people want you to conform yeah. to them, but you were able to elevate them to your beautiful. Yeah, and that, at that time, at that time, which I find so fascinating. Phenomenal. But like every time you go, truth. there is right. an obstacle. The girl, as soon as first day I went to my office job, the girl said, "Hey, we were told you are Indian, but you didn't bring a feather with you." <gasps> I before I sit down on my desk, I was about to cry. I said, "Well, you are making a mistake. I'm not red Indian. I'm from India." And then Helene, there was a girl. He said, "Will you please leave her alone? Don't make her uncomfortable. Come on, sit down on your chair." We like Helene. We do. Helene. Everyone yeah. needs a Helene in their life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Helene. And then everybody becomes so so friendly with me. Okay. Oh, uh, my boss says, "I'll give you the paycheck." 
you go downstairs bank and deposit. I said, I want to take it home. I said, no, no. I said, why? He said, this you don't understand. This is a downtown Newark. Somebody will grab your check. So I told my husband, he said, oh, there is a bank downstairs, deposit that account. But I didn't have to walk. I cro- Raymond Boulevard, I crossed the street and there was a bus stop. So every day I pick up five o'clock bus and I told my boss, I can come 15 minutes early and leave five minutes early. Okay. He said, go ahead. And he said, why? I said, five o'clock bus, if I miss, next bus is six o'clock. So it worked out. Then I take my bus one hour, stop by the Dunkin' Donut, come. Then my husband is waiting <laughs> for me, take me home. Wow. Were you making dinner before you started? Like, what happened with dinner? Did you I come go home, home and, and make dinner? Yeah, so I go he home. waited for you to come home and, like, he... No, he will not do anything. Up no, no. <laughs> no, I go home and make dinner. Wow. After working a full day. And but I was I so happy that I was out of my house, yes. out, out of my apartment. Doing I was doing things. something, yeah. yeah. And I was learning something. Girls were very good. Yeah. Then I became a pregnant. And um, still I was wearing sari. I worked till the seventh month. I was pregnant with my sari in my bus wow. going out. And uh, thing worked out. I had a very good baby shower in a bus. In the bus, because I was taking same bus every single day, nine same bus every. So they, you knew the driver. You knew. Folks I knew on the driver. The yeah, he will wait for me. I will get out. I will find. It. So, last day of my work, they said, "When? How long you are going to work, Indian lady?" I said, "Did they call you your name or <laughs> no, just no. Indian lady?" Because the entire bus full of the people. I said, "Well, Friday is my last day." So I was all <laughs> excited. So when I go Friday, as soon as I get up, the guy take a open up the big brown paper bag. He said, take this Indian lady. And everybody started to put, say, come on over. That was my first baby shower in the bus. It was a little, little thing, little spoon, little booties, little blanket and everything to fill up the this thing. Yeah. I was, you know, in this moment, she thought, America ain't so bad, right? No, no <laughs> I liked America. Then, right. I, after like, and then I went at my work and the, everybody said, where did you go? I shopping that early. I said, no, the bus people gave me shower. I have never heard of no. folks on a bus route giving anybody yeah. baby presents. Baby presents. Also the first amazing. I've heard this story. I clearly, I don't know what I've, we've been talking about, Mom, for all these years. But <laughs> this is an incredible story. And while I was talking on the phone, the couple of the customers, they sent me one silver spoon. When they found out I was a pregnant, little, little gift came from the, I have to go talk to them in the the call Aetna Insurance Company, how to note down their name and address and everything. I send out the card, send out the forms and everything. And a couple of guys, uh, customers send me the little baby gift, like a silver spoon, Aww. little thing like that. And then I went to the work. Um, uh, they invited my husband, which I did not know. Oh. And they gave me entire table full with the baby gift, baby shower. Wow. And then I said, five o'clock, I said, how am I going to take everything home? You gave me all this thing. I'm tomorrow is Saturday. He said, "Don't worry, thing will work out." Then I saw my husband standing in the window. Aww. They invited my husband that I will need to take everything home. Yes. Yeah. This is a testament to what an extraordinary worker you must have been, because people do not invest in you know employees this way or celebrate them when they're on their way out. You know, on paid leave, costing them money, unless <laughs> you were one of the top. No. folks there. So. I also think it's a different time. You know, we we tend to forget uh, the evolution of, you know, America and, yeah, and you know, where we are now compared to back then. And it, it is one of the things I do ponder often in my everyday life. You know, I don't think we're as kind as we used to be. No. And so it's or a lovely thing. As gen- no. And it's so, I, you know, today it's even more extraordinary when you can connect with those people. So I love that they did that for you. Yes. They, yes, it was very nice. And always my mother told me when I was very little, little girl, honey, you are my good girl. But one thing I tell you, when the storm comes, lie down, let the storm pass completely, then get up. Ooh. So thing will work out with you. If you stand up like a tall tree, you are going to break. But if you lie down completely, when the storm goes, sun will come out and you are going to find again. And that is the life I lived. Ooh. Let's, uh, I know. The, I moment. need to write that down. We do. When the storm comes, lie down. We're going we're gonna to add this to our, our little book of amazing, amazing. life quotes. And one, once in a while, Preeti comes and says, I say, honey, don't forget you are my daughter. Yes. 
Absolutely. Once in a while. All the time. <laughs> so doing this work, how long did you stay in this line of work? Not necessarily with this company. Company, I said very close to two years. Right. And then what? So then you have the baby. Then what's next? Then uh, I thought I will leave the baby with the babysitter and go back to work. But once I saw the beautiful face of my little girl, I didn't uh, want it th- to that go That wasn't me, to, actually. That was, that my, was my older daughter. <laughs> I yeah, just wanted I'm to. sure she felt that way when you <laughs> yeah, came. Yeah. Well. Okay. And then uh, I said, no, I don't. If I have to take seven o'clock bus, I have to wake up at five o'clock in winter time. No way. Okay. I stayed home. My husband says, I said, no way. I will not leave my child with any babysitter. Wow. Then that was one girl. Then there came my pretty second daughter. Yes. And then I thought, I'm done. Right. But then. <laughs> but then what? Let's really talk about then what? What was really going on? You all wanted a boy. Oh, I was very happy because there is no help in that one. But uh, his mother and everybody wanted a boy. I said, well, what is guaranteed third one will be boy? Right. Because those days there was no ultrasound, nothing. You don't find out the right. sex of the baby. Oh, okay. until it arrives. Okay. So the good old days. <laughs> and then the third one was a boy. And that that's it. I'm, that was my it. life was as a fool. My husband was happy. My in-laws were very, very happy. And I did not go out of the work, uh, the house from my first one to 12 years. Wow. I you know, stayed home, yeah. raised the children. So wow. this is actually the moment, you know, when we talk about these defining moments. Can you tell us a little bit about after those 12 years? After those 12 why, why you decided to, did you decide to go back to work? And, and what did you do? And how did you do that? After about 12 years, I decided to go back to work. But in, from India, I, I'm a nurse right from there. So I decided to have my nursing degree. Pursue mm. over here, but after coming this country, I did not renew my license, which I did not realize mm. because in India I become a nurse, but my mother never let me get out of the house. Right after my college degree, I did my nursing degree, wow. but my mother will not let me get out of the house. So I went to the Jersey Shore Hospital, and they told me, "Honey, your all the licenses are expired." But nursing in India is different than nursing in this country. Right. In this country, there's a lawsuit, this and that, and. So I said, so what you do? He said, to get your nursing, do you have to start from the bottom steps? I said, what do you mean by that? Wow. So you have to start with medical assistant. I said, oh, really? Wow. And they said, yes. So I started my medical assistant course. When the exam came, I stood first in the class because I knew all the answers. High five. Yeah. <laughs> but you, were, you, you wanted to leave the kids at home? But no, what was the, your, what was, was my it financial, for, was it? Something to learn about. I didn't want to leave the children. So after th- thinking, thinking, as I can learn now anything. So let me have a nursing degree. So I can find four-hour job, eight-hour job, 12-hour job, day job, night job, evening job. So I did not le- want to leave my children with anybody. Mm-hmm. So first seven years of my nursing, I did the night shift. Wow. So my children were all grown up and everything. Yeah. Well, I we weren't not... grown up. How old were we? No, by that time, the Tushar was 12 year old. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's grown. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, that's grown up to me is a family. family. I'm no, not no. even grown up yet. But yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. No. And they, if, the, if, the, if I work from night job and if children, somebody is sick at home, okay, we both, we take the pillow in a family room, watch the TV. I'm up. I'm sleeping. I'm up, but I'm watching my child. Right. I never, they never, never left them with the babysitter to go to work. So can I ask, because the moments that happen, they are not, they, they don't happen in a, in a just random time of, oh, I think I'm going to do, th-. there's a lead up. There's a mm-hmm. process to you deciding, you know what? I think it's time for me to go back. Yeah. What had changed for you from when your first child is born? You say, oh, no, no, no way am I going back to not only do I want to go back to the world of work, but I want to go back so badly that I will take years off of my training and my experience to start over in order to make this happen. What happened for you? What happened that uh, by that after 12 years staying at home and raising the children and home life and everything, I thought one moment, I think it's enough. They are all full-time school Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing, I'm in this country, I want to learn something more. I'm always, always desire to learn something more. So that similar restlessness that you yes, felt yes. when you first got first, yeah, yeah. here. So rather bad. than sitting in open, no, I want to go out. I want to do something more with my life. Awesome. Yes. And I can do it. I always like that. And very young, I don't know my children remember, so I said, little train. 
I can do it. I can do it. I can yes. do it. I can do it. And I can do it. My mom read us that book too. It's like the, the little caboose that could. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. You can do it. You yes. can do it. And that's the way I am. Yes, I can do it. Up to this minute. Yes, I can do it. And I will do it. Did you feel at all nervous about perhaps being older than some of your classmates at no. that time? No. When I went to the nursing school, the first year were over and all these things. Because in between, they told me that if you are a nurse, prove it. I said, how can I prove it? He said, you went to Bombay University, right? Yes. They say, if I give them $85, they will retrieve all my nursing certificate, mm -hmm. which I gave it to them. Mm -hmm. He said, if $5 more, we'll get you two copy of it. So I gave them. <laughs> Believe me or not, I got my nursing to retrieve everything, and I got 94 credits, so the rest of the thing become very easier for me. Oh, good. Wow. And first time I finished the school, I was like, a, they were doing, before the state exam, they take the exam in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And Believe me or not, I still have those, my answer paper. I got 99.9. Another high five. <laughs> yes. oh, Well done. I can prove it to you. Genius. 99.9. Perfect score. Yeah, yeah, perfect score, yeah. Excellent. And one, I did uh, write wrong on purpose because I didn't want it, everybody to feel that, who she is? She came from the... Oh, she oh, really, oh don't but, dim your light. <laughs> yes, but I oh, knew that nobody's going to reach up to 90 anyway. <laughs> so they're not even in my league, so... so I'll throw I'll them throw a bone. Them. <laughs> That's amazing. Throw off the curb. So my, my instructor said, Kay, why did you do this? See? I said, he said, you are very humble anyway. Wow. So let, let I'll know. take the A plus, not the A plus, 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 plus. No, she gave me A plus. I still have the paper. Okay. Oh, I'd frame it. Because the answer question was not 100. 115, and I got only one wrong. Wow. So at this point, you're, nurse, you're working as a nurse. You've got three kids, uh, and um, I think you came up on some health issues, right? Yes, because three children at home, working nights, like four-day nights, three-day morning, four-day night, I came out. And in 1982, uh, in 1982, I had a severe problem with infection, all these things. I came up out from there. Then in 92, I had a heart attack. Whoa. Because I can do it. I can do it. I will do it. But I, I do want you to tell people how old you were when you had that first heart attack. I was 51 year old. Yeah. Whoa, that's very young. early. Very young age. Wow. And wow. then all of a sudden I realized what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. My children are very young. Yeah. And that night, Priti and Tushar, they were home. And I, I went downstairs because I started a chest pain. And I said, oh. So I went downstairs. And coincidentally, that day I forgot to give my patient nitro, nitroglycerin tablet. So I had a bottle in my pocket. Wow. So I came. Downstairs, and I took the nitroglycerin one, and still the pain is going on. I said, hey, let me go upstairs and woke up, wake up my husband and everything. Mm -hmm. But I went to the bedroom, and I fell. So I hit myself <gasps> with the door. So the door made a big noise. Oh, my gosh. So I fell, and pretty woke up. Wow. And my husband woke up. The whole rain. And my husband said, you are white. as a, I cannot <gasps> believe that. He thought that I was dead by that point. Oh, my God. And pretty said by me. And I was lying down and they called the 911. And my husband left Priti by me and he went downstairs outside to open the door for the ambulance and everybody. Oh my God. And Tushar still was sleeping. Said so two o'clock in the morning, they left Priti crying in the house. <gasps> Tushar sleeping and my husband and went with the ambulance. Where was Didi? Oh, at college. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was nine. Yeah. So Priti. Do you remember this experience? Um, you know, I don't remember that in particular. I, but I do remember her being in the hospital. Wow. Um, and she was in the hospital. How old were you? Uh, I was ninety. I was um, high school. I was a senior in high school. Whoa! And I remember um, she was at a hospital, Riverview Medical Center, which is in Red Bank. Is that where you were? No, I was in the Robert Wood Johnson. Ninety-two. Oh, anyway, I I just remember feeling sort of lost. You know, because because I left the house without telling anybody. Yeah. Wow. Without but you know, I guess so. That was the first heart attack. Yeah. Did they, that? Did, did having that near death experience change your perspective at very all? Much. How very, so? 
very much I changed my perspective. I said, no, let me take care of myself first. Mm. Let me make sure my children are all right. And just praying every single day to Lord. We, they took me to the hospital and they thought that I was having upset stomach. Wow. So they gave me Motrin, blah, blah, blah. Then they called the doctor. And doctor said, what did you give her, anything? They said, no. So look at her EKG. She's having severe heart attack right now. Oh, my they goodness. They took the signature from my husband that we are going to give her clotbuster medication. She can survive. She can die. But only that's the only option. My husband signed the paper because with that medication, blood becomes very thin. Right. So either you bleed or clot get right. dissolved. Right. My children's luck, I will tell you, believe me or not, my children's luck, clot dissolved. Mm. And they put me in ICU, but there was code cart, means that somebody about to something stop breathing. Right. They bring that cart. Cart was next to me, and being a nurse, I knew what it is, though. Right. But I just pray the Lord. I will not make too many mistakes, Lord. Please, for my children. Mm. Please, only one is in the college. I want three of my children to graduate from the high school and in the college. Wow. And I work that way, yeah. And the Lord listened. <laughs> yes. So you got through it. Yes. Yes. I do believe in the Lord. I do believe supreme power. And it worked. It worked. Amen. Amen. So had you not gone back, first gotten your, your first job, and then gotten the work of deciding to go back into nursing, where do you think your life would be now? Now I become more strong. Whatever no, no, did if not... you hadn't done any of that stuff. Yeah, if, if, you, I... if you just decided, you know, I'm going to be a woman of leisure. I'm here in America. My husband has a good job. You know, I'm taking that, care that, of. I never thought be? that way. I wanted to learn something. I wanted to go ahead. Yeah, I want but to... we're asking you to think about, like, this hasn't happened. So think about what do you think your life would be like if you had not done it? If I didn't do that, I was going to be housewife. Didn't know anything too much about it. Going to live life like a kid. Cook, uh, cooking, cleaning, but I, I, that was not my priority. That was not my priority. My priority, I came all the way from here, leaving everybody behind. Mm -hmm. I cry for them every single day. Why do I have to sit and do nothing? Yeah. I have to learn something more. And do you have any advice that you would like to share with our audience because there are a lot of people who want to try something different or new or go to a new place, but it's really scary. They, they might feel like, I, I don't have what it takes. I, it, it seems too foreign. What might you tell someone? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can do it one step at a time. You can do it. <laughs> you can it. do it. Fantastic. Yep. What are you most proud of? I'm most proud of that, my three children. I'm overly humble. I'm very happy. God gave me, made me so, so rich in my children's department. Three of them, they are well-educated. Three of them, they are well-settled. And I'm very happy for that. I thank you, Lord, every single day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Only one is her favorite, though. I just want to put that out there. And, and I'm sitting across from her. Amen. <laughs> do, you have a do you have a favorite kid? You don't have to answer look, that. Look, yes, she I does. <laughs> look, yes, I have I, all three of them, they are their own favorite. I have a two eyes, right? If I break my right eyes, I'm going to be there, uh, blind. If I break my right eyes, left eye, whatever, I'm going to be blind. So, yes, everybody's favorite their own way. And I love all three of them with all my heart. It's not 30%, 30%. All three of them, 100%. I'll get Aww. the truth later. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been extraordinary. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I am inspired. I'm motivated. I'm going to go and revisit the little caboose that could, the little train story. Yeah, and you know, um, God, I, I'm sort of speechless, which is rare, but I didn't know some of this stuff. And, it, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about is um, – you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, you know, talk to your parents about their lives. And you yes. think, you know, one of the most interesting things is when you start to see your parents as people as opposed <sighs> as your parents. We could do a whole podcast yes. on that. Um, but, you know, mom, I, I want to tell you, I guess, you know, 
you are an inspiration and the choices you made the moment that defined, you know, your life in terms of going back to work, I think taught us, taught me at least something very important, which is um, regardless of if you have, you know, the ability not to work or not to, you know, take care of yourself. uh, It's so important to be empowered and feel as though you can, you know, feel as though that you can take care of yourself and you can make decisions that better your life. And I, and I think that's an extraordinary moment. Huge. 92, I had a heart attack and 2000, I had a stroke. But after heart attack, after eight months, I went back to work as a new person. 2000, I had a stroke. Within a four month, I went back. Keeps on going. Keeps on going. Yes. yes. I love it. Energizer Bunny has nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Guys, Donna. if you ever feel like uh, feeling a little lazy, just listen to this podcast. There you go. Mom, no excuses. I can't thank you enough. I know it was a little hard for you to come into the city today, but we loved having you. We so loved it. Thank you. I and will we love not you. miss this opportunity for any reason. <laughs> she needs a podcast. She does. <laughs> I know. We, we're going to do spinoffs of this podcast Fantastic. for sure. Um, all right, folks, that's it for us today. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Although you'll probably hear this sometime in January. We'll still start your new year right <laughs> and, and keep on going. <laughs> yeah. As Mother T said. Have a happy holiday. That's everybody. right. Didi, it's been real. It, it's always live. Love you, girl. Thanks, folks, for listening. Oh, and please follow us on all the things, all the Instawebs. <laughs> Is that the word? <laughs> Yeah, wherever you can find us, find us, you know, go find us. We're actually, today's a really awesome day because we're up on iTunes and we're being distributed. So it's very proud to share this moment with my mom as well. And, you know, Instagram, the underscore Bali underscore effect. Follow us there and we'll see you soon. Awesome. Make it great, people. Bye. 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 Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Instagram, the underscore Bali underscore effect. And we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Check us out.